Say I won't. Why y'all scared to be different? Say I won't. Why y'all scared to be different? Say I won't. We them outsiders. That's just how we live it. Say I won't. And I bet I will. You can say I won't. Last week during our Saturday night service, our student pastor, Tyler Cash, spoke to us about the real power that can be found in what the Apostle Paul meant when he wrote the verse, Philippians 4.13. Tonight I'm actually, we're going to, so like I said, we're not having Unchained next week, and then we're going to pick up in our Timothy series the week after. Tonight I'm actually going to speak on this verse, Philippians 4.13. I'm really excited about that. I was looking around at all these shirts, and this verse really means a lot to me. Uh, it's got a lot of history with me. How many people know what Philippians 4.13 is? Raise your hand if you know Philippians 4.13. Watch when I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. What is it? Who knows it? Somebody say it. Devin. There you go. Bam. Right? Everybody knows that verse, right? So I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Um, this verse, I, it's... Probably one of the most misused, misinterpreted verses in the Bible. It's one of the most used and most um, misconstrued. People take this verse, when I, if I'm talking and you're talking, it really distracts me, especially when I'm tired, so please don't talk. If... That, see, that distracted me. It's one of the most misinterpreted verses. And it was that way for myself, right? Um, a lot of you guys know my story. Um, I grew up in a single-parent home. It was abuse there. There was um, a lot of negative aspects in my childhood. Um, my mother was abused. I was abused. We ran from a guy for about three, four years. Um, I was in and out of youth groups. I never had anybody really reach out to me, really say, hey, man, like, what's going on in your life, right? That's why we're, some of you guys, when we talk to you, we're like, hey, how's your week been? And you're like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, we want to, we really care about you, right? We're trying to connect with you. We're trying to really make that connection. We're trying to see what's going on in your life because that's what really matters, right? Where this, all this stuff is, is fun, but we say this week after week. It's that relationship. We want to get to know you. We want to help you. We want to meet you where you are. So um, growing up, I kind of, like I said, I went to church. I was in and out of church. I, I went to Thomas Road when it was, so Thomas Road Baptist Church, the biggest church here in Lynchburg, um, used to be on actual Thomas Road. And so they had a youth group there. I would go. I would hang out. I would, you know, sing songs about God, but I never really knew who God was. This verse right here was one of the first staple verses you learn, right? You learn that, man, I can do all things, right? And I think that the first time something bad happened in my life, I resorted to this verse. I said, man, wait a second. Because if I can do all things through Christ, why is this bad thing happening? Why can't I overcome? Why can't... This bad thing that's happening in my life, why can't this stuff that's going on around me, like, why can't that be fixed? Because I can do all things, right? I can do it through him 
It's almost like this little after effect. That, that it's through him, but I can do it. So I think growing up, I, and I think a, a lot of us really, if we're very honest with ourselves, we can say that we found ourselves in situations, in times, we just sang this song, right? When I don't understand, I will still trust you. How many of you guys, by a show of hands right now, have dealt with something in the last month that you say, man, I have no idea what that was, why, why that happened in my life. I have no idea. I don't understand. Now, how many of us honestly, and I'm going to put both hands up, will say, I probably lost trust in God at certain times of that. We all, like if we're all, yeah, both hands are shooting up. If we're all honest with ourselves, man, and I talk to you guys all the time, and it's, it, there's, there's a common denominator, there's a common uh, topic that always comes up, and that is always that I can't hear from God, right? I don't know where God is right now. I can't talk to, I don't know what God is doing in my life. I, I, things are just not the way that I think they should be. They're not the way that, I, that my, my brother's doing this. My girlfriend did this. I, my car, I'm, I was talking to one of our leaders, and I picked him up, and we're on the way here. And he's telling me, like, all of this nonsense that's been going on in his life. His, his, his car, he, he wrecked his car, and then he's pulling into his uh, uh, parking garage, and his wheel just goes falling off of his car. Just goes rolling off. And he's like, man, you know what, though? I'm really not even stressing it. He said, I, I, I'm not even going to stress that, but I'll tell you what, if I go get in my van and we pull out of here and my wheel falls off and I'm three-wheeling out of here, I'm probably going to get a little frustrated. I'm probably going to get a little frustrated. And so many times things happen in our lives. There was things that have happened in my life. There's things that happen in all of our lives where we say, God, where are you? And we go back to verses like this, right? This is our program. Hill City Crash, there's 45 kids in this program. We use it as a, a tool to mentor young men through the game of basketball. And this is our staple verse. This is what people see when we got warm-up shirts, right? Who's played ball in here before? Where are my hoopers at? You guys know you got your warm-up jerseys, right? So on our warm-up jerseys, it says, I can do all things on our t-shirts that we sell, and I make sure that I try to communicate with each one of these kids. Like, that doesn't mean that I can dunk every time that I, if, if I do enough, I can dunk, or if I do enough, hey, I can make sure that I get this girl to like me. Because a lot of times it's not, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not through Christ, it's through my iPhone. It's through my popularity that strengthens me. It's through who is looking at my snaps. There's that thing where you can see, how many of y'all check who looked at my snap? You got to check who looks at your snap, right? It ain't even no point in doing a snap unless you know who looks at it. We got to check and make sure that so-and-so, and then what happens when so-and-so doesn't look at it? When your flavor of the week doesn't look at that snap, what happens? 
What happens? Your little heart, your little, little, little pity pat, right? Your little heart starts fluttering and you get that feeling in your stomach and you're like, so then you say, well, man, maybe I can do another one and maybe I'll be a little bit more seductive. Is it weird when I say the word seductive? <laughs> seductive. <laughs> But we try different things, right? Or maybe for some of you guys, maybe some of you seniors in here, right, who are going off to college. Maybe it's, maybe it's your education that strengthens you. Maybe it's that job. And see, what happens is when we put our faith and our trust in these things, and we expect them to strengthen us, what usually happens? They let us down. Right? They let us down. We start to become, hey man, so you know what, God? You, you didn't do this for me. You didn't do that for me. Things didn't really work out the way that I thought that they should work out, God. So you know what? I'm done with it. I've had that talk with God probably 50 times growing up. God, I'm done with you. Uh, I'm, I'm over it. I'm done. If I can do all things, then like, what's going on? Because my life is looking like a living hell right now. So how in the world can I do all things if that's what the verse tells me, right? Because that's what the world, I'm telling you guys, there's so much junk. And me and Jacob talk about this a lot. There's so much junk in the church a lot of churches, a lot of stuff that you guys are hearing. Some of the worship songs, man. I was listening to some lyrics the other day. I'm just like, what? Like, who are you even singing to? Like, what is this? It's all about feelings, right? We think Christianity nowadays is a feeling show. We think Christianity is a, I'm supposed to feel good at all times. Life's supposed to be perfect. And if it's not, then God must be mad at me. God must be mad. I lived that way for so long. I said, man, you know what? There's no way in the world that God could love me. There's no way in the world that God could ever care about me. If, if, I don't have a father. Where is my father? I'm a victim of a, a my mother was raped. How could I ever, like, why, th there's no way that God loves me. I thought for so long, man, you know what? Things are going bad in my life. There's no way that God loves me. There's no way. There's nothing that can strengthen me. And so often, people get their own agendas. They get their own junk mixed up. And some of these people tell you guys stuff. And sometimes, look, they're trying to help you. They really are, but sometimes they don't even know better. Like, they don't even know better. They don't even understand, like, the truth in, in, in Scripture. <clears throat> so I want us to look at this verse. I want to pray real quick, and we're going to look at what this verse really means. We're going to look a little bit, a few verses. Anybody read the Bible in here? Raise your hand if you read the Bible. Who knows that 90% of the time you actually understand what that verse means a couple of verses above, right? 
when you really get the context and you really understand what this person was going through, what they were really doing during that time. So we're going to look at that real quick. And I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be special. And I think it's going to help some of you. All right? We good with that? All right, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for this time that you have ordained, Lord. I pray that right now all distractions, anything that is not kingdom-minded right now, Lord, will be gone. Lord, we're going to take this time to honor you, Lord, to know who you are, to learn who you are, to learn that it is only you and it is only Jesus that provides everlasting strength, that it is nothing in this world. There's no drug, there's no alcohol, there's no sex, there's nothing, God, but you and Jesus that provides life. So, Father, as we come to you right now, I ask, God, that you would Even right now, as people are talking and with the air, the breath that you have given them, and they disrespect you, how merciful you are. How merciful and how gracious you are, God, that we take your air, we take your breath, and we mock you. We are no better than those who... Hung Jesus on the cross. Father, I pray right now, God, that those that are distracted, Lord, will see you, will see Jesus, will see forgiveness, will see love that they've never experienced before. Jesus name amen Philippians 4:13 I can do all things through him who strengthens me Let's talk a little bit real quick about what Paul cuz the same guy the apostle Paul who who's been with us in the Timothy series the same person wrote this. So Paul, the Apostle Paul, he was facing execution. He had just been shipwrecked. He had been imprisoned. He was on house arrest, and he was chained to a Roman guard, like to his leg. Now, I was on house arrest one time. Has anybody been on house arrest? Just me? You've been on house, you haven't been on house arrest. I was on house arrest one time, right? And you wear this little anklet thing, right? And if you go too far, so say this is my monitor, right? And that's who, that's what, that it, it's in your house. And so here's my distance that I can go. If I go past this, my distance, that thing goes off. They call the police, they'll come and get you, right? That's the modern house arrest. Biblical times, you were chained to somebody. You imagine being chained to somebody that you don't want to be around? It would drive me crazy. 
So this is what Paul had just went through when he wrote this. If we go to verse four, uh, chapter 4, verse 11, a couple verses above, it says, So, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. How many people can say in any situation I am content? I can't raise my hand to that. I have learned in whatever situation I am to be satisfied. I'm to be happy. I'm to be cool with whatever's going on around me. When things aren't really going the way that I thought that they should happen. You think Paul, this is a man who had just given his life to Jesus, given his life to God. He's doing God's work 20 years down the road. He gets chained up to somebody. He's doing God's work. He gets locked up. He's doing God's work. He gets shipwrecked. He's doing God's work. He's doing all the right things. How many people raise their hand right now and say, man, I've tried to do all the right things and I always end up falling? Do it all the time. I fall and I fall. I do things and I'm trying to do the right things. And we feel like when we're trying to do the right things and things don't happen the way that we want them, we learn, lose our contentment, don't we? We're not happy. As Americans especially, man, we are not happy unless our material surroundings are pleasurable to us. Unless tangible things around us make us happy, we are unhappy people. Unless things are going right, we're usually unhappy people. I know people that flip out when the Jordans come out and they can't get them. I know people that flip out when they, the new iPhone comes out and they can't. I need an iPhone. No, you don't. We, you know how long we, the, uh, the world survived without iPhones? I, man, I was, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and the art of communication, like having a conversation, is almost a lost art. You guys don't know how to do anything now but this. Sitting down and having a conversation with somebody is a lost art. It's hard to communicate with people nowadays. You don't need the stuff that you think you need. They're all a blessing from God. Technology is a blessing. So he goes on and he says, so I know how to be brought what? Low? Everybody say low. Everybody say low. Low. And I know how to abound. I know how to be lifted up, right? That's what that means. He's saying, look, I know how to be low, and I know how to be high. Not high. I know how to feel good. Anybody just been so happy, right? You're just happy for no reason. Yeah, right? We get happy. We're happy. We're enjoying life. When things are going good, hey, we're... Things are good, right? We want to tell everybody. We want to jump around. We can't wait for, for so-and-so to know. We find joy in that stuff, right? <clears throat> so then he goes on. He says, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty 
and hunger. He said, look, now this is a man who sometimes he didn't have anything to eat. He didn't have food to eat. I know people, and I have, I've, I used to, I don't, there's certain things I don't like on my food. I don't like tomatoes. Um, I, I like mustard. But, you, you know, you order something, right? And they put like a tomato. For me, here, I'm using myself as an example. Order a sandwich, order a burger. They throw, I'm like, no tomato. My wife will tell you. I'm like, no tomato, please. Here comes my burger. Here you go, sir. Look at it. Bam, tomato. And I used to be this guy. I used to be the, I can't believe they did that. What is wrong with them? Tomato on my sandwich. You got to be kidding me. Didn't they hear me say no tomato? How dare you? And I'd send it back, right? People would be like, you could just take the tomato off. I'm like, no, it still has seeds on it. It's not the same. <laughs> not the same. All y'all tomato haters know what I'm talking about, right? It's not the same. But when I truly study scripture, when I truly study what God's word says, Man, I should be thankful that I can go sit in a restaurant and I've got so many choices and I can order anything I want to eat. You know how blessed you are for, by, by being able to do that? That you can leave here right now, you can go to McDonald's, you can go to, uh, we went to Steak and Shake the other day. They, they have everything. They literally have everything in the world. <laughs> you can order anything. They had like, churros and I, I mean just everything they don't have tacos that's like the only thing they don't have but you can get anything there for like five bucks or something it is a great place I like it but guys we can go we can choose right we have the gift of choice God has given us so much. My man right here just walked up the face. He's like, can I walk up the family dollar? How many choices do you have there, Jerry? Choices galore, right? <laughs> choices. We have so many choices as Americans. We are so spoiled. We're spoiled people. We get spoiled by our little circumstances. And Paul's saying, look, I have learned the secret of facing plenty. When I got, when I'm at Steak and Shake, when I can order my favorite milkshake, or when I'm hungry, when things aren't going the way, in his case, right, in his case, it was that severe. For you, you guys, man, I pray it's not that severe, and if it does get that severe, talk to me. We'll help you out. But man, for most of you, it's not ever that severe, And even if it does get that bad, where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to eat. There ain't nothing in the house today. Paul is telling us here that in abundance, when I've got more than I could even use, when I have more than I could take, when I have more than, than, than I ever need, or when I need anything, when I could just use a couple dollars, when I could just use somebody to make me a bologna and cheese sandwich. 
How many of us, how many times when things go wrong, when our circumstances, when tangible things, do we just, we lose it? We lose control. Now, if we're living like that, if we're walking like that, then I'll tell you what, this last part does not fit you. Because it's not Christ who strengthens you. It's not Christ who strengthens you, it's those things. It's Christ and what you can get. It's God and what you can get with God, right? It's God plus something. It's Jesus plus. We've got our simple slogan, our simple mission statement, Jesus is better, period. Jesus is better than anything. Anything you can go to, anything, any sex, any drug, any alcohol, any amount of money. That's what everybody needs nowadays, right? Money brings all happiness, right? Right? We so think that. We think if we get money, our problems will go. Old Biggie had a song back in the day, More Money, More Problems, right? Y'all too young for Biggie references in here. I'm in church giving Biggie references. <laughs> Pastor Tyler was talking about Notorious B.I.G. But what he is saying here, listen, guys, and we're going to wrap up here. And the worship band can come on up. We're going to wrap up. <clears throat> I want you to focus. Hey, Laurel. I'll call you out. You know I will. Listen. Hey, listen. What if we... I want everybody to pay attention real quick. I'm going to ask us two questions. Okay? I'm going to ask us two questions. Two questions. I want you to think about this, okay? And we're actually... We're going to have some time at the end of service. And we're going to break off into groups. And we're going to talk about this in a smaller group session, okay? And it's going to be high school girls with high school girls. It's going to be middle school girls. It's going to be middle school boys and high school boys. We're going to break off. We're going to talk a little bit about this. But I want us to just get your, I want you to get your mind thinking. And I want to ask you right now, what strengthens you? What strengthens you? Like seriously. And don't say the Christian answer. What strengthens you? Is it what you can get? Is it what you're going to get? Is it what boy likes you? Is it what phone comes out? Is it this? Is it that? Is it sports? Do you find your identity in that? What is it that's truly strengthening you? That if that, and what I mean by this is that, if that, if you lose that, if something is strengthening me and I lose it, right, my, my feet hold me up. If my feet break, what am I going to do? Oh, fall. Y'all better help me up. But they strengthen me, right? They, they, they hold me up. So what's holding you up? What strengthens you? And think about that. Search your heart. What? Is it in your life that you cannot go without?
for me and for my life, for a long time, it was, I was, I sold drugs, I did drugs, I got drunk probably every night, I was, I slept around, I did this, I did that, violence, anger problems, got locked up, out of jail, in jail, prison, right? All of those things, they were truly rooted in one thing that was my problem. And that what I found my strength in, and my strength was found in people accepting me. I wanted people to accept me. I wanted people to like me. I wanted people to, to, to when I walked in the club, the bar, I wanted everybody to know me. And that's how it got. My phone would blow up, right? My phone, uh, just it, go crazy. I had two, three phones. Just got to have phones everywhere, right? Phone, phone, phones. But all of that stuff that I did, and until I realized what that core problem, what that core issue in my life was, the drugs, the alcohol, the sex, the whatever it was, all of that, the money, trying to get as much as I could, you know why I wanted money? I used to spend more money on people, than it, it, it was just nuts. I just wanted to see people happy. I wanted to see people around. I wanted them to want me. And there's a, a verse that goes along with this, and we're not going to go there yet, but when I read this verse, and we've said this verse here plenty of times, And there was a point in my life when I, one day, I said, I'm giving it all to you, Jesus. I chose Jesus as my strength, his finished work. I chose what he had done for me. I chose to give away, give up the lifestyle I was living. I chose to turn away from friends that were strengthening me. I chose to turn away from money that I thought would strengthen me. I chose to turn away from drugs that were strengthening me. I chose to turn away from, from sex that was strengthening me. I chose to turn away from cars, from acceptance, from all of these things that were strengthening me. That's what I found my strength in. And this verse right here in 2 Corinthians 5.21, and this is, this is what happened with me, right? It says that for our sake, for our sake, everybody say our. For your sake, for my sake, for your sake, he God made him, Jesus, to be what? Sin. Because look, guys, whatever is in, that, is, that you're replacing with Christ in that sentence, in that verse, is sin. But it says that Jesus became 
sin. He knew how much sin, guys? No sin. It says that Jesus came. He knew no sin, but he became sin. So what? So we can get cool things? So we can have a perfect life? I'll tell you what, guys, like, life isn't always easy. Life is not always easy. My heart breaks for some of you guys. When I have to take you guys, we take you home and and there's shootings, there's ambulances around, there's things in your neighborhood, there's, there's homes that we know you go back to that, man, maybe they don't love you the way that we do. It hurts us. Things aren't always perfect. You may struggle with an addiction. You may struggle with pornography addiction. You may struggle with with sexual addiction, with alcohol, with drugs, with cursing, with anger, with suicidal thoughts. You may struggle with all of those things. But it says that Jesus died. He took the place of those so that we can become the righteousness of God. How many of us in here can say right now, man, I would just love to feel righteous? You don't have to raise your hand. How many of us can say that, man, and this isn't, this is just a a, a question, you don't have to answer this. How many of you can say that, man, I've, you know, I've said the sinner's prayer, I, I, I've, I've done all the, yes, Jesus come into my life, da, 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 da. I've done all that, but you know what, I still, I just don't feel righteous. I keep falling, I keep doing this, man, I, I, I try not to look at that on the computer, on my phone, I, I try not to go to that site, I try not to, I didn't even want to have sex with him. I didn't want to do that drug again. I didn't want to do it again. I didn't want to cuss my mom out. I didn't want to have those thoughts again. Man, your thoughts will eat you up. Your own thoughts. Sometimes they will destroy you. Maybe you think like, there's no way. There's no way that I can choose righteousness. Choose Jesus tonight. Just choose Jesus. Choose to truly put your hope in him. To understand that things might happen here, but we are promised, we are guaranteed in eternity. This life is a vapor, guys. They say it's a vapor. Everybody vapes now. So many people vape the vape cloud, right? Says this life is like a vapor. It's here and it's gone, just like that. Compared to eternity, compared to our eternal destiny with our Savior. 
I promise you this, guys. That Jesus is better. I've been there. I've done that. I'm not just up here blowing smoke, man. I've done it. I've done it all times 10. So we're going to pray real quick. We're going to sing a song of worship. We're going to go off into small groups. If you're here tonight, man, and you're dealing with something, and there's something that is bothering you, there's something that is eating you up, there's something that you just want to give to God tonight, I challenge you to make that decision. I challenge you to just say yes to Jesus, to understand that it's him. He became sin. He died for your sin. He forgives. Don't walk around with shame and guilt. Give it to God. He already paid for it. You're walking around with with, with bags of clothes in the store, and and, and your your mama's like, I already paid for those. You're like, no, I got to pay for them. Some of you guys are walking around with this guilt and this shame and, and this addictions and these problems, and Jesus is like, hey. I already paid for it. Come come to me. Come to me. Give me your cares. So I challenge you to make that decision tonight. And then you can understand truly what this verse means. That you can do all things through Christ. That it's, it's not anything about what's going on. I can get through anything because Jesus Christ is my Savior. He died for me. He paid price for my sins. It is finished. Let's pray. Father, I pray right now that these words will not fall on deaf ears. Lord, that... Everyone in here will understand that you love them so much, that you died for them, that you became sin. So they don't have to walk around with guilt, with shame, with addictions and with problems that you say they are free from. That if they would just turn to you, God, I pray right now, Lord, that that. Your Holy Spirit will come and will just speak to somebody right now. Speak to their heart. Meet them right where they are. Go into the crack of that, that what they've been trying to hide. Fall through the cracks, Lord. Let your spirit, your love overwhelm them, Lord, so they have no choice but to say yes. If that is your will, God, then we say yes. Pray that this time that we worship you, God, will be honoring to you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for redemption. We thank you for restoration. We thank you for, for justification, for sanctification. We thank you, Lord, that you will continue what you started in us. Lord, I pray for that one that's in here right now that's struggling with just that one thing, Lord. I pray that that will just ring true in their minds right now, that you will finish the work that you started in them. That they will put their trust in you.
They won't see the world. They won't see their circumstances. They'll see you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unchained Podcast. To learn more about us or find more resources like this, check us out at www.unchained.rocks or come visit us on a Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. at 1415 Kemper Street, Lynchburg, Virginia.